0: Association. Nerd. Association. Nerd. Association. Nerd. Association.
1: That was such uber
0: ponage. Hello, fellow nerds. From the studios of WBNS Radio in Columbus, Ohio, this is the Nerd Association Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Barnett.
1: And I'm your other host, Jennifer Lopez. Laura, what do you think of when I say glorious purpose?
0: Didn't we just talk about this? I know, pretend like we didn't. But we talked about this last time. We did. We covered the first two episodes of Loki. We did. We did. We predicted all the things that came
1: true. Basically, everything we said except for that one thing was accurate. Don't get me started. On the
0: jet skis. Okay, but before we get to that, I think we need to talk about... Give a good overview.
1: I think that's a great idea. Yeah.
0: So we, if you haven't figured it out already, we are covering Loki, the Marvel Universe, wonderful television show that just wrapped up this week. Six episodes of glorious, like fifty-five minutes of just pure
1: adrenaline, Tom sexual tension,
0: looking fly as hell. Just <sighs> that part. I don't he- think we said all this last time. <laughs>
1: you know that part that I'm talking about, though. When he gets in the CBA and then mm. the mm. rips. Ugh. Mm.
0: Anyways,
1: back to our agenda. Yeah, that's for later. So,
0: you know, we covered the first two episodes last time we talked about this. And like I mentioned, we had made a lot of predictions. The big one, I'm going to... Spoiler alert. Also, as we always say, we... We spoil everything on this show, as you probably know if you are a loyal listener, like you should be.
1: Spoilers for everything Marvel. Yeah. Current Marvel. Yep. Spoilers for everything potentially in the future for MCU and for comic books. I think that covers the basis. I
0: think that's what we're covering today. Yeah. Yeah. So, as we talked about last time, we pretty much predicted that, you know, we watched the first two episodes, now the... Last four have dropped, and Kang is it.
1: Kang is that dude. But not the Kang that most people are anticipating or were anticipating seeing. What do you mean? So there are multiple versions of Kang the Conqueror. True. Just like in the MCU lore, obviously, Kanan, right now, because we've got a whole bunch of variants running amok. Bunch of Kangs out there. So I think most people were expecting to see the King, the Conqueror, that we're probably going to see in Ant-Man. Okay. And, I mean, we got a totally, like, to me, like, unhinged, lonely, depressed, smart, kind of okay Kang from, from, you know, everything else that we know about him. He
0: was, like, the lawful evil Kang? Yes. And I don't know what other best way to describe him... Other than he, he was likable. I mean, you know, I, you think a lot about, you read the comic books, you've seen the other movies, you hear all this lore about Kang, so you're expecting this big baddie. He was
1: such a likable guy. I don't know about that. When he. Okay. Okay. Fair (laughs) point. When he was like, when he's talking to Sylvie and she's like, uh, no, like, this is bad. Free will, all that stuff. And he's like, get over it you loser basically as he didn't say that but he was basically like get over it, the, it you kind of saw the kang undertones sure, that sure. would start wars and you know what i mean like it, that's a thing with all these variants like at fundamentally at the core they are kang's or they are lokis right unfortunately we didn't see other Mobiuses, but <laughs> fingers crossed i need more well, mobius or did we that was my big question from oh. the end of this episode. Say more was are was that a Mobius from a different timeline? Like did Loki get spliced into a different timeline by accident from by Sylvie? or is it a, a that is is that Mobius that now the timeline mm-hmm. has changed mm-hmm. according to the MCU themselves when they're explaining time travel? Mm-hmm. In what was it? An end game. Yeah. When banners going over time travel, if they say, so Back to the Future was a bunch of bullshit. So technically, if that's the logic, then it shouldn't be a different Mobius. But then why doesn't he recognize Loki? Well, that's a great question. So is it a different, is it a variant Mobius? Is the whole TVA just a different timeline in which Kang never made up in this in this universe he never made up the TVA to cover for the fact that he was the one giving orders Mm. so I don't
0: know my mind is spiraling now that you bring all this up
1: season two baby let's go
0: I cannot wait and I know we're going a little out of order and we just talked about I think the last (laughs) like two minutes of the last episode of the season right but I have to say what you know when i knew we were sitting down to record this week's episode i knew that one my one top of my list the one point the one bone of contention i really have with this season was where was mobius on a jet ski
1: they set that up and abandon it real quick well they didn't abandon it because he does have that really like sentimental moment but i wanted to see him in like what is that the cup you know the the party cup.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
1: print, nineties party cup print, teeny tiny shorts. Mm. I on just want to see
0: Owen Wilson in that. But but I will say, <laughs> yes, my just my usual antics here. I will say, I, I it felt like such a softball. Like like here we're just gonna give this to you and then they didn't deliver and i was a little disappointed and then you know as i'm watching the last episode and mobius is driving around in that ratchety pizza car i'm like you cannot tell me this is a substitute for a jet ski you could
1: have easily made that a water planet Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with a jet ski Mm -hmm. or you know have galactus like well it's not galactus it's a What is he? The cloud? Something with that? I a. can't.
0: I can't remember his name. He was bad. He was the the gatekeeper. Yeah, the two
1: headed dog, if the you will. The big cloud. Yeah, whatever. Cloud man. He could have been hovering, as like a low grade tropical storm, off, <laughs> <laughs> off the coast. Tropical bogus. storm Danny's
0: here.
1: <laughs> Ready to wreak havoc. But I mean, that's a fair point. The jet ski. But also, I mean, the TVA for the last two episodes really has gotten put to the back burner and I think for a lot of people that's what kept him coming back was that relationship between Loki and Mobius mm-hmm. now I don't think that the show suffered because they were put on the back burner but I mean it is a point of contention I think it's fair because that their chemistry was so good it was very good and
0: you know I was talking with my husband earlier today about how I felt like I wanted more Mobius the last two episodes Whereas he argued it felt like the right amount of Mobius, where Mobius went from this, you know, co-supporting role to just a, like, you just got, like, a glimpse of him. Which I guess is fair, but I just, I
1: need more Mobius. Well, I think if they didn't have such lofty ambitions for this show, Mm -hmm. you would have gotten more Mobius. What do you mean by lofty ambitions? Just that last episode was really setting up for the rest of the MCU for phase four, basically, right? Yeah. Because this is the last big Marvel show, so they really they really put all of their their eggs in that basket, That's right? True. Yeah. So whereas with the other two, Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision, you really gotta wrap up to that story in those last episodes.
0: I mean no, you have a good point, and I think now that you bring that up, it reminds me, like, we are entering Phase 4, and I think it's interesting that they're carrying one of these shows over into a new phase of the Marvel Universe. hmm It might look like a almost a completely different show, I would argue,
1: Season 2. I mean, it was real ballsy of them to introduce, even though they don't drop his name, that they introduce. Which was weird. Well, I think that they're—here's the problem— with the Marvel Universe right now. We're talking about Kang, by the way. We're talking about Kang. Here's the problem with the Marvel Universe right now, is that things get publicized in the media way years before we're ready to see them on screen. So a lot of people, I didn't do this, but I know a certain variant of ours did, Mm. because that's what he does, Mm. goes online, reads the scoops. You know, I know a
0: variant just like that.
1: Really? Yeah, well... So he he does the whole shebang. Now, I didn't, but if he did, then you would have known that Kang the Conqueror, the guy who plays him, Jonathan Mears, Jonathan Myers, I think it's Myers, who is just in (laughs) Lovecraft country. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was cast as Kang in Ant Man. Oh. In the next Ant Man movie. So you know that that character is going to show up there. We know it's coming. Okay. Right. So. They didn't drop the name in Loki, but I mean, he goes, I go by many names. I go by jerk, conqueror. And you're kind of like, all right, why don't you just like look and wink at the camera? You know what I mean? Because everyone else you know already what are you knows here. To us. I know, just but. Holding out. So, pretty ballsy of them to drop that. But, I mean, that kind of is setting up for. Not... It's crazy how much the set's up for. So I know a lot of the critiques about WandaVision um, were that they were setting up this Mephisto reveal that never happened and we were finally going to get... It was Agatha all along. Right. We were finally going to get the tie-in to the multiverse. Mm -hmm. You know, And people were really hung up about that after the show ended. And I think people were right that it was going to come from one of these Disney Plus series, right? it was just going to be Loki. Because not only do we have a multiverse set up, right, from mm-hmm. from the end of this show, we have, branching from that, Secret Wars, which is huge. That's probably going to be, like, all the way either at the end of fa- Phase 4 probably Phase 5. Marvel
0: so, set up for the next 15, 20 years. Like we yeah. said, I mean, this is just laying the groundwork for... I'm excited to see what comes.
1: Yeah. I'm like stoked. Also the fact that Kang is, fun fact, a descendant of, well, his name in the comics is Nate Richards. Mm-hmm. And he is, I think they say in the show, he's a descendant, f- well, he's from the 31st century. Right. But he is in a descendant of Reed Richards, who's uh, in the Fantastic Four. Oh. Uh. So they're setting up for that. Well, I mean, I think if they'd be stupid, no, that makes sense. So they're setting up for that. It's kind of muddy because he, in it is canon that he is a descendant of Reed Richards, but he is also a descendant in some storylines in some universes. Okay, Uh, Doctor Doom also. So. I mean, they're definitely doing You're bringing for... up more
0: than I even knew about.
1: It's, like, crazy. I'm kind of having an aneurysm about it. I'm trying to play it cool. But it's it's insane what they did with this last episode. How big the universe is now. J-Lo. Yeah, what's up? I
0: gotta ask. Ask me. Because you brought up how this is setting up for... Like, we knew that these Marvel series on Disney Plus were going to set up for Phase 4. And you mentioned the big three. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Where are you ranking these? Did you have a favorite? A least favorite?
1: It's kind of hard because... Honestly, I think it's a little bit unfair. The playing field that like Loki and WandaVision are at. And that Falcon and Winter Soldier are at. Because in comparison... The WandaVision and even bigger Loki... They are such larger stories. And I think they they mean more to the franchise, right? Right. Personally, I liked WandaVision. WandaVision, I would rank one. It is so good. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it's airtight, because there are some things here and there that you think that are going to happen, and then they kind of pivot and you're like, really? Mm -hmm. Is that it? But, like, it's such good writing. It's such a good story that they're telling for the characters Mm -hmm. that I think I think it ranks number one. Number two, Loki. It is so good. Those first two episodes are, like, incredible. Like, and I didn't think that it was going to be... I thought... <laughs> let me rewind. I thought that Loki was going to be way more in the vein of WandaVision, where if you watch it all together, it's super bingeable, right? Because right. it's, like, one large story... Loki felt much more episodic. And yeah. it was like it was like a new adventure every week. And I loved that about it. Now, were there some parts that it kind of lagged? Yeah. I thought maybe the third episode, Lamentis, there were some parts mm-hmm. that I was like, okay, well, why don't we just stay on the train? We don't have to get off at the desert planet. Like, you know, whatever. But as a whole, it was... Great. But that's where they had their Nexus event. Oh my God. I know. That's my We didn't even problem.
0: get to. We, we've been so out of order that we haven't talked about <laughs> the Kiss, the Nexus event. The Nexus event. The Nexus event.
1: I mean, okay, can we. I once kissed my variant. Well, many
0: times I've kissed a variant. <laughs> I've never had a Nexus event quite like that.
1: Well, I don't know if your variant is off, like, potentially destroying. Sacred timelines. I don't think he is. I know. I've begged my variant to destroy my sacred timeline so many times. I don't think we can hear that.
0: <laughs> I Maybe mean, we can.
1: No variant. Keep it in. Don't cut it. You heard. You heard that. <laughs> um, but back to it. Um, the Nexus event. It is so. I think sometimes people forget that first Thor movie. It's such, like, a Shakespearean drama. yeah. And it, it is based in North mythology, and it's got, like, hints of Greek mythology. Yeah. But if that isn't, like, narcissism at its most pure, I don't know what is. It, it was so good. It truly is the definition of narcissism, truly. essentially, in one event. Yeah, so good. There's this line from Hercules... The Disney animated film Hercules. One of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. Where, uh, he <laughs> where, uh, what is his name? Anyway, Hercules. Quick guy. Not Hercules. Oh, uh, The blue guy, you know, with the shoes. Yeah. Goes fast. Nike. No, hey. he's not called Nike in the movie. Anyway. I know goes, what you're
0: talking about. No one else is going to know what the hell we're talking about, but I know what you're talking about. Unless we've got some
1: Hercules nerds that are listening. You could be on the podcast. Yeah, you should
0: be on the podcast. I would nerd out about Hercules with you. <laughs> but, Damn, I had that on VHS.
1: Who didn't? Yeah. But there is this line in Hercules where he goes, there hasn't been this much room. There hasn't been this much love in a room since Narcissus discovered himself.
0: That is Loki meeting Sylvie and exactly. having this <laughs> next event. fun. Yeah we've been very tangential with this conversation but i gotta say getting back to your rankings oh
1: gosh oh no wait pause the rankings yeah can we talk a little bit more about loki and sylvie like what do you think Mm. about that relationship because the owen wilson well, mobius loki relationship takes the back burner so that really is the core of that show because if that doesn't work The show doesn't really work if we don't believe that.
0: Right. And, you know, I appreciated how to get real nerdy about it. You know, I started to get from Mobius and Loki, those like Frodo Samwise vibes, like friendship is the true love story of this. Mm -hmm. But then once episode three hit, like I feel like episode two, I was like, oh, yeah, like BFF buddy cop kind of vibe. But then episode three with Sylvie and Loki, I really did appreciate their relationship. Again, like you covered already, the definition of narcissism. But I have to say, I thought it was really interesting how, you know, they came from two very different backgrounds. And then they started to converge in terms of their goals and finding out who is behind the TVA, hunting them down, you know, doing what's right that you didn't get that like chaos vibe from them that you'd been getting the beginning of the series i mean arguably all the preceding before loki stole the tesseract after the new york battle like he was the god of chaos and all things chaotic Mischievous, exactly. But I think, you know, he really developed as a character throughout the series. And even though it was only six episodes long, I thought it was really interesting. By the end, spoiler alert, episode six, where he had the chance to rule with Sylvie. and he turned down the that power, which you would not expect from episode one, Loki would have killed to have that power. Well,
1: I thought it was a great callback to that original conversation that they had in the supermarket in Alabama. Remind me. They, basically, when they first meet, he says, uh, let's team up. You can work with me. Yes. We'll take over the TVA. Yeah. And that was one of Kang's basically options. He goes, option A, you can kill me. All my variants are gonna come. It's gonna be not good. Or, you can take over the TVA. Be these benevolent, the benevolent, benevolent, benevolent. Benevolent. Be these, basically, benevolent rulers
0: rulers.
1: (laughs) over the TVA. You can run it how you want. Let them know what. Let them know what the deal is. Just keep the order. Yeah, just do it. Run the TVA. I'm just gonna go hang out on a jet ski somewhere. Sorry. Tease me. <laughs> so, and and it's funny that that was one of the options because Sylvie immediately gives Loki this look when he says, maybe we should think about it. She's like, I knew it. You just wanted to rule the TVA this whole time. And he's, and basically, yeah. And it's interesting that we were able to get this kind of character growth and development for the Loki that we know And are familiar with Mm -hmm. in six episodes. That took films over the course of ten years to build that character. And I think that's why the first episode was so good. Because they gave you that little, you know, super cut of his life. And it really sets him up for the rest of the show. But,
0: I, you know, I liked seeing Loki and Sylvie's paths kind of converge and you know their ego shrunk a little bit as the series went on, but then at that last episode and it just completely flipped and they went on different paths.
1: Right. They converge and they diverge. And the question is Book ended by kisses, might I add. So cute. And kind of weird. But cute. Anyway, so <laughs> it's it's great because they converge. They diverge, and then we get to a point where it's like, which Loki is more Loki? Is it the Sylvie Loki? Because they're both still Loki. And I think that's that's a great segue into some of the broader themes of the show. Yeah. Which are, I think one of them is, well, a big one is, are we doomed to repeat our past, and are we doomed to this... Self can we not change? And I think that's a good I think that's a good debate because I think the the decisions that Sylvie makes at the end of the show is something that our we would have seen our Loki do and right. our Loki right now is trying to break the path and be more variant. You know what I mean?
0: He is more variant. He's the most variant one could argue.
1: So who's the control Loki?
0: I See, in my mind, I picture him as the control Loki, but then, you know, you had Richard over there, old school Loki, who I was like,
1: what, could he be it? Is the control Loki mayor, is he mayor, or is he president Loki? I think he's president Loki. Yeah,
0: or like general Loki, yeah, something or Something like that, yeah. whatever.
1: But I think he's the most control Loki, because they get to the end of time, and right. even at the end of time, president Loki as trying to be the ruler of the end of time.
0: Here's... I want to get back to this variant of Loki thing. You know, we're really into this variant talk today. But I'm, ki- you know, one thing that stood out to me that I cannot wrap my head around is they went to the end of time, yet we've been set up to believe that time is an infinite loop it's cyclical it's a mobius right Mm -hmm. we talked about this last episode when we talked about loki the mobius the symbol itself it's an infinite
1: loop so really is this the end of time Uh, it's a it's the end of time before we're in limbo right so it's the end of time for whatever precedes that threshold for Kang, if that makes any sense. So technically it is right before the end of time, before the end of time. Because even Kang doesn't know what's going to happen after the threshold. Yeah. Once they pass the threshold. So true, true, true. Even the end of time is unknowable to someone living infinite amounts of lives, which is what this Immortus Kang variant is basically doing and has set up basically when people get pruned at the end of time quote unquote end of time i know it's wild i
0: mean we could spend more than an entire podcast talking about like they talked about the concept of free will and the debate over whether or not to give free will or people
1: the everyday man can handle free will i think that's another big thing free will versus fatalism versus determinism so are you able to free will decide for yourself what actions you take going forward. Are you able to pick freely? Determinism is causality. Basically, anything that you do or decide to do is affected by a previous event in your life. Right. And fatalism is destiny or fate. Like are we all just predestined? Is Loki just always predestined as Mobius is saying to him in that first episode? You were always born to die.
0: See, I feel like thinking about this in that last scene where the you know where loki sylvie and king who shall not be named (laughs) are in his office it's like i feel like loki took the path of free will for once which you i wasn't expecting and then between king and sylvie i don't know who was took whatever other topics you just covered
1: i mean they both they they both were kind of fatalistic They both chose free will. That is the first moment in this sacred timeline since Kang has been running the sacred timeline that there was a true moment of free will. That was the first time anyone in the sacred timeline has actually had a choice. And the Loki variants chose differently. I think our Loki has had that development in that arc Because he's got to see what his life would have been like. Yeah. Sylvie did not have that opportunity.
0: That's a good point.
1: So he's really had that time to to grow as a person and understand that he might be lying or he might be telling the truth. But if he's telling the truth, what is the cost of the decision that we're about to make? If he is telling the truth and we kill him, then... Not only are we shit out of luck, the entire universe and every version the of multiverse. it. The multiverse, I mean. Is shit out yeah. of luck. And Sylvie, not having that opportunity, does the selfish choice. Even though it's, it might even be warranted. I mean, she's been spending her entire life, this is her life's mission for <laughs> to years. Kill King, even though she didn't realize it. Right.
0: Oh, this got heavy quick. It got heavy so quick. I want to. I want to keep it light once (laughs) again. And uh, I propose we play a little Mary Fuck
1: Kill. Always. Always. Mary Fuck Kill Loki variants. Oof. Okay. Do I get to pick any of the Loki variants?
0: Any of the Loki variants that we witnessed during this six-episode series. Okay, I want to hear yours first. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I just have I've I've been a lifelong Tom Hiddleston fan. So I you know, I think I would actually marry Primary Loki.
1: Really? He really
0: developed as a character. I mean, he was considered a variant, right? Mm. He really developed as a character, became much more selfless, um, just all around good guy. I would Okay, if we're excluding Tom Hiddleston Loki, Mm -hmm. I would marry old school Loki. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Powerful, sage, seemed like he had a kind heart. He had kindness in
1: his eyes. Talk about that. Like, them meeting classic Loki, him giving him just this wisdom. Like, Mm -hmm. we are more powerful than you even Mm -hmm. think. And I think, in that power and that wisdom, one they're even they're able to get to the limbo place where Kang's hanging right. out, but also the wisdom to make that decision mm. that Loki ends up making mm. like there are things outside of us Just, that matter
0: that's that's marriage material right there, so good, yeah, so good. I would still kill adolescent <laughs> yoki <Yokey>. no Loki <laughs> I can't say I would like i we're gonna see him again though i know but i don't he's got bad energy i like children but he's just got bad energy I, i'm not here for it um and then i would fuck general loki yeah he just had that like bde just like lay it down with son. the hammer down. oh yes
1: yes a Loki with the hammer is a powerful and dangerous thing.
0: And I feel like we have to just eliminate Alligator Loki as much as I want him involved. There's, you know, I don't want Peta coming after me. Like, there's something... Good. I'm fascinated by Alligator Loki's energy and I really appreciate it. But I
1: just... I gotta leave that one alone. Can I marry Alligator Loki but just keep him as a companion? Because I still have the fuck option.
0: Okay, so you're marrying Alligator Loki. yes. And then, and then, who you fucking?
1: Uh, <laughs> I think Sylvie. Okay, I mean, you she, know I about her. Yes. she's like a wildcat. So yes, I think we might have some fun. Uh, kill. Ooh, biscuits. I think I'm gonna kill General Loki sorry but like it's okay i want i want to hear more what he was just like so needy you know what i mean i double crossed you but shut up you're dumb true, true, true. okay you're a basic loki general even though he's got the hammer yeah, like he i think he can lay down the hammer
0: i know this is like totally probably not the right segue but i read an article that i thought was really interesting that is relevant to this um so Sylvie, and I'm blinking on the name of the actress that played her, she did a f- like phenomenal job. But she was actively breastfeeding while filming this. And I was
1: just about to say that. They
0: built her costume so it made her it easy for her to pump or to feed or whatever, which I thought was super fucking cool. Snaps
1: for the Marvel production team. Seriously. I mean, that is like equality at its finest. She even makes that joke in the show. She's like, these costumes are pretty uncomfortable. and probably... Change that.
0: I know. I was like waiting for him to like slip her into like a sweatsuit or a onesie. <laughs> I, maybe a little too comedic for that point in the show, but
1: um, I love. I, was I love. For it. and that's the thing with that episode. Even though I I did say that I have some gripes with that episode three, there are such a good moments from that episode where they're they finally get to the city on Lamentis and they're trying to get to the ship, and oh my god, it's so good and it looks great that's probably the best that whole planet looked the entire time they were on there was when they were in that action set piece of yeah. that city and i
0: think it was it was fun to see loki let loose like drunk loki as we know and love him basically so good and i feel like that was the last glimpse of like the classic loki that we know and then from there he just real. i mean another i loved episode one through three loki but he really developed and matured from there which i thought was really impressive and wasn't written in a way that felt forced or too serious i don't know i just i I really enjoyed the writing and that kind of brings me to i actually in terms of ranking the marvel disney plus shows i'm putting loki just slightly Ahead of WandaVision. For
1: their writing? Because then you're wrong. I'm
0: kidding. Well, no. I, but, so, WandaVision brought me to tears. Sobbed in the season finale. Emmy-nominated show. Can we talk about that?
1: 23
0: nominations. Yeah, I mean. Get after and, and it. And they've, they earned every single one. Paul Bettany's hair deserves an Emmy nomination. Truly. Um, I thought they were great. I will say, there was not... There wasn't, of those three series, you know, including Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I don't think any of them were bad. No. Not a single one of them were bad. Not a single one of them had a bad episode. I think the writing was... I mean, who who the hell am I to critique these things? I have no credentials <laughs> for that. But, I mean, I really do think they did a really nice job. But I think just the storyline and knowing, like, the anticipation of seeing what was next and what was going to be set up, and knowing that this was setting up for Phase 4 of the Marvel Universe. I think that's what brought Loki to the top for me.
1: Well, I just think that the quote-unquote villains of WandaVision and Loki are much more interesting than the Flag Smashers of, of Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know what I mean? Even Zemo, who steals the entire series, in my opinion, is a better... Would have been better if they gave him more to do in that series. Now... WandaVision and Loki I mean they're villains we're kind of led to believe are Wanda and Loki who are the main characters but well, arguably the main characters of their respective shows and they're the villains of their respective shows or we're led to believe that. I think that yeah. is much more interesting a story to tell than what we got from Falcon and Winter Soldier. Now I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is crucial for setup for the next phase of the Avengers team. And I think we got a really great isolated story about what it means to be an American, what it means to be a Black American, Mm -hmm. what it means to be part of our American government and the atrocities that they've committed against, you know, minority communities in America. It's a great story and it was a a needed story, especially... In this day and age. Yep. And I think it fully has a place and deserves a place in this roster. My personal preference is that for the zany WandaVision and time-bending Loki shows.
0: Couldn't have said it better myself. Completely agree. Thanks. I think deeply the message of Falcon and the Winter Soldier was what we needed more than the other two the other two shows were fun and i think there was like a seriousness and an undertone that or an overtone that (laughs) falcon and the winter soldier brought that i think everyone needed to hear and i'm glad that they
1: were blunt and obvious about it falcon winter soldier is the message that i needed message from wandavision is what i wanted and the message and overall tones and setup from Loki is what I deserved <laughs> as a fan of the MCU for this song. I'm kidding. We don't deserve anything. We're blessed to get what we do. But speaking hyperbolically of what I need as a fan from these Marvel shows, yes, I got so many things that just like, Pickled me deep on my inside.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, carry
1: on from this last episode, and one of them was the basically like his lair. I don't know what they're calling it—the castle on the hill, limbo. I don't know, but like a king's s- domain, Kang's domain, yeah. if you will. It's cool. The end, end of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You walk in to his main office space, and immediately. I turned to my variant and I said, this is giving me Doctor Strange. Yes. Like, Sanctum, Santorum. Yes. It's giving me those vibes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so good that they, I mean, they just, Marvel's so good at threading those together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially because, like, even in the first Thor movie, when Thor's talking to... Jane about magic and science. Mm-hmm. You know, from where I come, come from, magic and science are one and the same. Yeah. Right? And obviously, Doctor Strange is a magically inclined person. He's got But he's a man stones, of science. But he's also he's a, neurosurgeon. a he's, he's a doctor. Yeah. And, K- and Kang is a scientist. He's a scientist from the 31st century. And I love that they're playing with this idea that the most powerful men or the most powerful entities in this Marvel Universe, the base of that knowledge is a scientific base. I think that is so clever and so good going forward and setting up what what we need from these characters or what these characters are going to give us. I think it's so good.
0: We haven't even talked about Miss Minute.
1: Oh? Can we talk about Miss Minute
0: for a minute? Dude. Because i was getting major you know microsoft word clippy vibes episode one through five and then episode six bam ai super villain vibes
1: dude that miss minutes jump scare i lost some years off my life off that one <laughs> also i hate to be the one to say it miss minutes is filling someone's kink those little boots like oh my god
0: I mean, okay. so I feel like we know Miss Minutes is filling in a spot. She's like a consort for King right now. Yeah. Before what's her face? The judge. What's her name? We didn't even
1: get into Ravenna.
0: Here's what one of the most chilling lines of the entire series was when the judge asks for the files about the beginning of the TVA. And then Miss Minna's just taking her sweet time, and then she's like, this is all he thinks you'll need, to paraphrase it.
1: Yeah, this is something Shills. I think you'll, you'll do better with. I think he he thinks that this is more your speed. And She was no I, longer just a Mr. Clippy. She was evil at that point. Serious. Well, she is Kang's side piece boo thing mm-hmm. in the comics. Right. But she's also a variant of Kang. In the comments. What? I know. It's spoiler so... alert. We said spoilers at the top of the show. I know, but I didn't even know that. We did not come to play games. So it's super interesting that dichotomy, that relationship, the Loki Sylvie relationship, the Kang Ravenna relationship. But anyway, I'm pretty sure she was his contingency plan like hey if shit goes haywire and sylvie or one of these loki's really do kill me and now we've got this kang multiverse war going on this is my kang backup yeah we're gonna need you to do some shit and i think that's what those files had
0: okay because that was gonna be my question what do you what files do you think miss minute pulled what did she see that she was like I'm not, I'm not going to prune you. Bye-bye. Stepping through this doorway. Where is she going? I want to see season two.
1: Show me. I have no clue. Should, could she be going to find other Kang variants? I mean, in the comics, there is a council of Kangs, right? Just like there's a council of Reeds. Like all their variants are different versions of these characters in the universe they meet together and consolidate and exchange ideas and blah 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 and basically try to prevent
0: it's like wars. the Jedi Council. Swear. I, I mean, I just know a lot of Star Wars references because I
1: just do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it, to me, it is Council of Ricks. And th- another fun fact: a lot. What? I know it's from Rick and Morty. though. Oh, okay, okay,
0: okay. The Council
1: of Ricks from Rick yeah, and yeah, Morty. Yeah. A lot of those uh, writers for Loki actually came from the Rick and Morty team. Interesting. And you can kind of see like flavors of it especially in the early episodes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of that kind of writing quick humor style mm-hmm. and Dan Harmon's pissed about it. So this season of Rick and Morty, they've been cracking a bunch of Marvel jokes. Um, but anyway, so there's a council of Ricks, council of reeds, council of Kangs. I wonder if maybe she's on a mission to do something in that vein, um, I don't know. It could be... I have no do idea.
0: Do you think Lokis could ever get it together enough to form a Council of Lokis?
1: No, I think we saw the Council of Lokis. It was chaos. And it was absolute chaos. Yeah.
0: What do you think this all means? Like, what are you anticipating for the next Marvel release? What is the next Marvel release? Remind me. What okay. is our lineup?
1: Yeah, let's see the lineup. In... Uh, and summer 2021 we got the what if series which people do not sleep on the what if series we're gonna get so many good team-ups match-ups interactions it's an animated series but you have a lot of those like uh main character like Tony Stark Robert Downey Jr. is gonna come back to do some voiceover work um I believe that the I don't know if it's the first episode but they're really like pushing this one out um tony stark killmonger what if killmonger saved tony stark in the first iron man movie before he could become iron man like it's going to be really interesting stuff especially with the inclination that the multiverse is going to be a major factor going forward in the mcu i think it's going to be really interesting to see what these branches or divergent timelines like would have been like so that's really interesting that's coming summer 2021 September 3rd, 2021. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Eternals, November 5th. I'm pumped for Eternals.
0: What? Say more about that, because I don't know any of this. My variant knows way more about all this stuff than I do.
1: So the Eternals are a collection of almost like deities, but they are people, well, aliens really, who have been on... Around Earth, monitoring the Earth, galaxies' activities, for basically a millennia, okay, to make sure nothing real bad happens. Okay, basically, they're protectors of this realm. That they, but they don't interact with us on a day-to-day. So they might be out and about, but we're we're not supposed to know of the existence of the Eternals until some real cataclysmic cosmic event happens. So I'm just really excited for the Eternals lineup. Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, yes. Kit Harrington, <laughs> yes. Salma Hayek. Like, give it to me. Time, time I'm so one, excited. One fuck all of them. Fuck Mary <laughs> Now that's an episode of Fuck Mary Killy Turtles. Yeah. We're Angelina gonna get that Jolie, explicit tag
0: today. I'm Angelina convinced. Jolie,
1: Angelina Jolie. That's fine. Uh then... kill none
0: of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then we have Hawkeye series late 2021. That should be fun. Hawkeye needs some love. There's just there's truly no I mean Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. Also a beautiful man.
0: There's no really bad like storyline in Marvel that I wouldn't watch. There's nothing that I'm like, oh I'm not meh Well no, we, I'm watching all of it. We do have
1: Miss Marvel, late 2021. Great. Cool. Bring it. I'm actually, I'm like kind of, I'm cool on Captain Marvel. So I don't know what this Miss Marvel show, I don't know how they're going to pivot. I don't know if they're going to bring Monica Rambeau. I, I don't know what oh, they're going to do with do. that. Yeah. I would much rather prefer that. Honestly, like. We need that, more Monica. That's a different podcast, my issues with Captain Marvel. But anyway, then the big, big kahunas. Spider-Man 3, No Way Home, mm-hmm. December 2021. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, March 25th, 2022. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Thor, Love and Thunder, we've got in May of 2022. Yes. Then the second Black Panther movie, July 2022. Yes. 2022 is going to be bananas. Then we got the Marvels, Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's crazy that Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania, is going to be 2023. And we already got their main villain. For that Yeah, movie. I feel
0: like we've been talking about it. I mean, it's
1: nuts. Circles on top of it. Kevin Feige was like, bet. Bet. <laughs> Ninja. Pandemic who? Watch. Yeah.
0: No, yeah. Any closing thoughts? Oh my gosh. My variant friend.
1: God, what to close with? I don't even know. Like, it's... The Loki show is... I think it's... I think I said something similar to this in the WandaVision podcast. But Marvel really rewards you for watching all of their properties Mm -hmm. and the time that you've invested into this universe. And I think Loki is a great example of a villain, a hero... A person that you can relate to and someone you can't relate to at all. And at the end of it, rooting for them and also shaking your head and wanting to scream, why? Why would you do this? Because it's technically still the same person.
0: It was just, it was great. I am very excited for season two, which I think they're starting filming... January of
1: 2022. I almost wish they wouldn't have done that mid credit, post credit, whatever you want to call it. I wish they wouldn't have done that, like Loki's coming in season two and given us something else. Something else from the show.
0: Give me an Easter egg.
1: An Easter egg. Something. You know what I mean? Like, there's just too much to wait for to do a season two is coming. We all would have known. We're subscribed. That's true. Listen.
0: I, and I asked my my variant last night, you know, were all these shows planned out before COVID? Mm. Because I feel like it's just been a, a little silver lining of what has been the last year and a half plus has been having such quality TV programming. Well,
1: they definitely were planned out before COVID. No, and they
0: were. And I think, you know, I'm I'm just grateful. You know, I joked about asking for another Easter egg, but really they've given us so much that I wasn't anticipating and bringing out so much in these comics that I, you know, I I love these movies. I watch these movies over and over again. They're just one of those... They're pure entertainment and comfort and escape. And these
1: shows have brought that every week. And you can tell, too. I think part of the charm of Loki is how much you can tell... Tom Hilson loves the character yeah. and respects the material because there are some there's some stuff in there that just doesn't work if the delivery isn't there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you're not committed to it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think it it works on such a level that it does because of Tom Hilson and his commitment to the character over the last 10 years, well 12 years now in the Marvel and cinematic it keeps universe. going. Thank it keeps the going. Lord. The man hasn't aged a day. I mean, you can kinda of see some oh, not, laugh lines. I'm not complaining. <laughs> give gimme give more. <laughs> I've developed a few laugh lines in the last yeah. twelve years. Gimme gimme more. Yeah. Britney
0: Spears, Free yeah. Britney. Free Britney. That's a different podcast. You should really do an episode on that.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you, uh, and again, let's plug this because I know our variants do it all the time. If you have something you're passionate about. Yeah. Like uh, like we are about Tom Hiddleston. You can always send it to us via Twitter. Tweet at us. Tweet at us.
0: Tweet me. But you can find us on Twitter at handle asosh. That's N-E-R-D underscore A-S-S-O-C. You can also email us a few of ideas at nerdassoc, N-E-R-D-A-S-S-O-C at gmail.com. Send us your episode ideas. What do you think about the direction of the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward? Thank you for listening to us, and we'll talk to you next week.
1: That's going to be so much fun for him to edit.
0: He was like nervous and he should be. (laughs)